Today, I'm going to be talking about something that has really affected me throughout my entire performing arts career. And uh, it started as a kid and it still goes on as an adult. And um, I do a lot of, you know, work on body, body positivity and things like that. But it is hard to overcome the things that have been drilled into your mind, um, especially as a young person, as a young dancer, as a young performer. And this really, this conversation, I suppose, on this episode about talking about the impacts of body image, um, not just in the arts, but generally, I suppose, uh, came about because my daughter, who's seven, came home from gymnastics only a couple of weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago and said, oh, mum, I've noticed that I'm the biggest girl in the class. And I was just in shock because she's seven and we don't talk about any of that stuff inside the home. Um, we're pretty mindful about what she watches. So I realised that this is an issue that happens um, in the classroom, in the creative arts, it happens at work, at home. And I really want to tackle this issue and I suppose just share candidly about my experiences with body issues um, and things like that and just hope that maybe, you know, if, if anything, this episode helps you not feel alone in that and we can work together on how we can improve our own body image um, positivity view, I suppose. So I'm going to talk about that in this episode and I'm just going to open up and share my thoughts around it. And yeah, that's what I'm here to do. Just share ideas and hope that it inspires and starts a conversation. Here we go. Hey there, I'm Josephine Lancuba and you're listening to Business Arts and All That Jazz. I've been immersed in the creative business world and performing arts industry for over 20 years. I know from experience that being an artist, a creative or running a creative business can be a tough gig, but I'm here to tell you it's possible. I went from having zero dollars to my name and living below the poverty line to then living paycheck to paycheck to finally living a life of comfort, happiness, passion and even stability. In this podcast, I peel back the curtain and share with you the ups and downs of my journey. Plus, I tap into the minds of creative industry experts to discover their paths to success. I know you have a spark inside of you, that little voice that tells you to reach for the stars. I want to help you step into your limelight to have the courage to live a life you dream of, a life that you design. So get ready to be entertained and inspired as we talk business, arts, and all that jazz. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm Josephine, your performing arts business strategist, speaker, and coach. Today, I'm going to be talking about body image and its impact in the arts, in our world. <laughs> like I said in the intro, you know, my daughter came home a couple of weeks ago and from gymnastics and they wear a leotard, you know, as you do in a lot of, you know, ballet studios and all sorts of different um, fields wear leotards. And my daughter recently moved into the competition team and so they have the requirement of wearing this leotard and it's absolutely gorgeous. You know, it's, it's, got three different striped colors on it. So white at the top and then midway, it's got blue and red at the bottom. And it's got these, you know, 
what look like silver jewels on the top. And it's just a really pretty leotard. And I love, I love that she wears it. And yeah, it's special, right? Anyway, a couple of weeks ago, she goes to gymnastics. She's only seven and she comes home. She says, mom, I've noticed that I'm bigger than everyone else in my class. Now my daughter is fit. She's not big. Okay. She's tall. Yes. She's one of the taller kids for her age. Um, which is funny because we're not a tall family at all, but I was actually one of the tallest kids when I was in primary school. And then I just stopped growing in year seven and everyone shot up past me. So I have a feeling that could be what's happening to her, just an early developer, um, like I was. And so, you know, she's tall and she's fit and who cares? I mean, she's seven, right? Who cares? Who cares about what her body looks like right now? Um, and I, the first thing I said was, did, honey, did someone actually say something to you? And she assured me that no one had. This was coming from her own self. Now, she doesn't just get these ideas from herself. She's watching it somewhere. She's hearing it somewhere. So I talked about that. So is anyone talking about, you know, body body types and things with you at school or in at class or in theatre class or where's it coming from? And then I realised that she was watching this gymnastics show on Netflix or Disney or whatever. I think it was Disney. And they were trying to do a a body positivity episode. But what they actually did, I think, was the opposite because they were saying, oh, someone in the episode was saying, this gymnastics show, oh, I feel so fat and oh, and the other person's like, no, you're not, you're beautiful, right? (laughs) But what that that did to my seven-year-old was get her thinking about her body in gymnastics. So prior to that conversation, that that, conversation she witnessed in the television show which is geared for kids it's it's for children this show she started questioning her own body and I suppose people content makers need to I suppose be a bit aware of this because I know that they're trying to say that it's a positive thing they're doing but actually they're just flagging the issue which to young people may not even be an issue right anyway she's seven though so maybe I realized that that show is probably more geared towards tweens and teens, even though it seems really innocent. It's just about girls in a gymnastic center and going to competition and, you know, doing their best. And, you know, it seems innocent, but you just don't know what's going to stick. Now we see this time and time again in studios. I remember when I was young, um, when I was 19 years old, I went to a full-time performing arts college in Melbourne. I was so excited to be there. And I'll never forget what the principal of the college said. She said, you've got more roles than a bakery. That's what she actually said to me. And she didn't say it privately either. She said it in front of the entire class. Now, again, I was not a big person, but back then I viewed myself as so large because, you know, I might be standing next to a ballerina and I wasn't, I certainly wasn't a ballerina. In fact, my entire career as a professional performer was predominantly around singing and acting. Uh, Yes, I danced. Yes, I choreographed. Yes, I did all of that. But really, I was a singer-actor who danced. It wasn't the other way around. And so, you know, that wasn't my heavy focus. I was like a size 10, you know, when I was 19. I was fit. When I look at photos, this is the funny thing. Have you ever looked back on a photo of when you were young and gone, Wow, what was I, what was I worried about? I looked amazing. <laughs> oh my goodness. And I suppose that's why people say beauty is wasted on youth. 
but we need to reframe what beauty really is. That's the whole point of this conversation. We're saying beauty is wasted on the youth, but what is beautiful? Who's to say that your size 14, 16 body when you're 39 years old, talking about myself here, um, isn't beautiful? Like, why isn't that beautiful? Like, who determines what's beautiful? So I was really peed off, actually, when my seven-year-old felt that way, not at her. And I didn't say, I, I was really calm. And when she came to me with the, with this, I'm like, oh, I'm, you know, thank you for telling me that. And I'm really happy you shared with me how you're feeling because it's really important to, to express how you feel. And then we talked about it and I, you know, I reassured her that there was nothing wrong with her body. Of course, all the things that mums do, you know, you're beautiful, you're fit, you're strong, you know, you've got strong arms. There's nothing wrong with your body. Do not compare yourself to others. Everybody has a different body type, all that jazz. But honestly, you know, that's a conversation with a seven-year-old. At 19, when I got that comment from the principal of the dance, of the, the performing arts full-time course that I was in, you know, you, she was American. Oh, should I put on an American accent? Is that okay? <laughs> She's like, you know, you've got more roles than a bakery. I'll never forget those words. It was ultra embarrassing. Um, another line that this same principal said, I remember when I was new to the school, I'd flown in, I, I auditioned, I got into this college. I was so excited. I flew in from Sydney to Melbourne. I saw the principal in the reception area. Everyone warned me she was a little bit hardcore. And I was like, ooh, the principal's a bit hardcore, a bit, bit, bit scared of her. Anyway, and she sees me, she goes, oh, what's your name? Oh, I'm like Josephine, like, you know, I was Polistina back then actually because I was my maiden name, Josephine Polistina. Oh, yeah, you're the girl from Sydney. I'm doing a terrible American accent, by the way. You're the girl from Sydney. I'm like, yeah. And she's like, ah, yeah, all Sydney dancers are fat. That's what she said to me. All Sydney dancers are fat. I mean, look, this is 20 years ago. I hope that things have changed. I really do. I really do. Because being told by my principal, my performing arts college principal, that I had more roles than a bakery and that all Sydney dancers were fat was horrendous. And I tolerated that behaviour back then because, well, I was young and I was so desperate to be, you know, successful and be a part of this environment. It was actually really toxic. Um, there was the ballet division of the college and they had this group of ballerinas that had, I don't know, some sort of anorexia club. Not joking. This is the sort of stuff that went on at the college that I was at. And, again, we are talking 20 years ago. But even when I was then, gosh, let's, let's fast forward. Let's fast forward to my actual career in the arts where I was singing on stages and in bands and, you know, touring in shows and, you know, I was gigging every single weekend on some sort of a stage. Um, you know, I was getting acting roles, whatever. And I just remember the pressure of that, um, being told that I was too big constantly by my band manager and I wasn't big. I wasn't big. Um, I was bigger than a couple of girls in the band, as in, you know, I had wide hips. And nowadays, I suppose, you know, with the whole Kim Kardashian culture, my hips wouldn't be so bad. But back then, like when I was in my 20s, it was like the most horrendous thing to have a big butt and hips. We're talking that was the waif stage, right, where everyone had to be straight up and down. And 
And again, this focus on body. And I remember being told like I wasn't going to make it if I didn't lose weight. This was my manager at the time, my talent manager at the time. And now being a talent manager myself, I would never speak to my artists that way. That is horrendous. And a lot has changed, admittedly. A lot has changed, but I still still think there's work to do. If you have, by the way, if you have any stories that you want to share with me, I would love to hear them um, and we can have a chat. Feel free to DM me on Instagram. I'm at Josephine Lancuba. I would love to hear your stories if you're open enough to share them, um, you know, because I just think it is crazy that we've bottled up this sort of negative um, negative body image sort of slander that's happened to us over the years through the industry, through the arts. And I'm sure it's in other industries. It's got to be right. Like even now, even now I have times where I think I should set a better example for my students. And that means that I need to be lighter because being heavier sets an unhealthy, bad example for my students. Now, some people may agree with that. Some people may not. I am, I don't want to have to agree to that. I feel like, again, it's the body shaming that, that we've been conditioned to believe. It's all of that stuff that has really come to the surface in the last few years. And look, you're seeing a shift. You are seeing a shift in the industry. Um, So as someone who has a talent agency and represents artists in film, TV, commercial, theatre and all that jazz, I am seeing a shift. Um, First of all, yes, a few years back you needed to be a size 8 to get a gig in a musical theatre production. You used to have to wear, you know, your stockings and your leotard to the audition and all that sort of thing and if you didn't look amazing, yeah, it was it was a really competitive space in that way. I feel like there is some of that still. And I guess cuz I'm I'm seeing my artists audition, but I'm not actually at the auditions anymore, and people tend to not talk about these sorts of things. So again, if you're seeing that amongst, you know, the industry or whatever, I'd love to hear from you. But um yeah, I do think there has been some improvements, not completely but some improvements. And a lot of the negativity, I think, can actually come within the group, can actually come, like, for example, in a classroom environment in your studio. It might actually not be coming from the top, as in you, your teachers or whatever. It's being fostered potentially within the the classroom, within the group. So a group of teenagers, for example, they're being impacted by social media and the, you know, what they should or shouldn't look like. And so when someone doesn't fit the brief, they're like body shaming themselves and each other, you know? And so this is something that I think we need to get ahead of as studio owners and as, you know, program facilitators, if, you know, any sort of programming that you're running whether it be production, class, workshop, whatever, I think we can do better in the arts. I think that we can really change the narrative about what should and shouldn't be on stage and what should or shouldn't be on screen. Everybody deserves a chance to shine, regardless of their size, ethnicity, whatever, age, you name it. We all know that. 
We all know that. But for some reason, especially women, and I'm not saying that boys don't suffer from this as well, because I'm sure they do in the arts especially, but at some point we need to say enough's enough. Now, that wasn't the end of my story. So, I, I, you know, like I said, being young, there was a lot of pressure um, to be slim. Then, you know, I went into that teenage era of, you know, full-time education in performing arts. And again, that pressure was real and being said by the people that should have been caring for my well-being, like the principal of the college. Still think that's crazy and disgusting. I can't believe she got away with that. She, I wasn't the only one she said it to. She said it to lots of other people. Really damaging, really damaging. I was probably the thinnest I ever got at that college. I was running on that treadmill every single day. I was like working my butt off at that time because I felt like if I didn't, that I wouldn't be good enough. And then into my 20s, getting pressure from my manager because I was a size, you know, 10 at size 8 top and size 10 bottoms, Australian. Um, I think I was like, yeah, I was like weighing in under 60 kilo, like 50 something kilos. Like I was fine. Gosh, what a gift <laughs> to be back to that. Right. So it's just crazy. You know, the pressure, it was insane. It was insane. And so that happened all through my twenties. I was constantly, you know, counting calories and eating alfalfa sprouts to be stage ready. And even using those words, oh, got to lose five kilos because next week we've got a big gig and we got to be stage ready. You know, like ready for what? Ready for what? Ready for who? You know? Um, and then in my 30s it started to shift. Obviously in my 30s I started having kids, so there was that was a really big change. Um, I stopped gigging in my 30s. I mean, I did the, like the odd TV gig for commercial and television presenting. So even up until a few months ago, I was, I was doing some stuff for TVSN, which is Australia's, um, you know, largest shopping network. I do little bit parts on there as hosting and stuff like that. Um, um, I'm an ambassador for one of their shoe brands and I go and it's live to air and all that jazz. And, you know, and, and I suppose because of their demographic being older women, middle-aged to older women, um, it, you know, they're not so concerned about the size of your body. It's not about that. As long as you look nice and all of that, you, you know, you've got the gig and that's fine. So, you know, in my 30s, it did shift because I, I didn't have the pressure of performance. The performance changed. I mean, I wasn't performing on stage. I was doing some screen work, but again, it was about being my authentic self at that point because any commercial gig I did in my 30s or whatever was me being a mum. You know, I was cast as the mum. So it wasn't as high pressure as it was in my youth. And um, I suppose I just put pressure on myself. You know, I've got to be better. I want to set a good example for my students. I want to look great for my, you know, honestly, if you've ever heard the saying, Men who are taller earn more money. Women who um, wear makeup earn more money. Like these are sayings that are said. I don't know if you've ever heard that before. But it's like just sick of it. Oh, if you are more fit, you put um, your best foot forward when meeting someone and therefore they're going to trust you, things like that. I don't know. If I dress nicely, is that okay? <laughs> like of course 
first impressions count, presentation counts. Absolutely. We know that to be true. It's just the way the human brain works, right? If you see someone disheveled in a meeting wearing trackies and like, you know, with mustard dripping down their chin, (laughs) you're probably going to go, hmm, I don't know. Do I really want to work with that person, right? But do we have to be pristine all the time? Do we have to fit the social what, what society says or deems to be acceptable in relation to our body type and size. I'm just a little bit over it, to be honest. I'm a little bit over it. And I would like to think that this episode has provoked some thought around the topic. So what is your studio culture like? Do you talk about body issues? with your, especially with your teens, your tweens and your teens. I think with social media now, it's not just a teen issue. It's actually a tween issue. And hey, I mean, we have to be careful about how we speak about bodies, don't we? You know, we have to be really careful about our perception of what dancers, what performers, what actors should look like. We must be mindful of the conversations we have with young people. You know, they're our, they're our, you know, minions in a way, like, you know, we're their mentors and they, they, they look to us for guidance. And if we're telling them that they're not good enough, even if it's in a way that you think is positive, like, okay, guys, something's coming up and I need you to get really fit and we're going to exercise. We're going to do, I mean, you need to ask yourself, is that actually necessary for them to look a particular way? Like, who's it offending? If your gymnast is, uh, you know, a couple of sides bigger than sizes bigger than the average gymnast, but is fit, healthy, and does a great job, then what's the difference? You know, like if it's not affecting their performance, then why is it an issue? So I don't know. I guess like this has been really triggered from the fact that, and I don't use triggered lightly, this has been triggered by the fact that my seven-year-old came home a couple of weeks ago from a gymnastics class feeling less than. And as a mother, that's not how you want your kids to feel. She loves gymnastics, by the way. She's obsessed with it. She does it twice a week, two hours each session. She does four hours of gymnastics a week. She loves it, Okay. And I just don't want that her experience to be tainted by body issues. I just don't want that for her. I don't want that for anyone. I don't want that for you and I don't want that for your students. I don't want that for your children. So we need to be mindful of the culture that we have in our studio spaces and and the places that we facilitate these programs and events. We want to make sure that we're being accepting of everybody. We're in a new era. We're in a new era. It's not like it used to be. Thank goodness. Because the fact that it was acceptable, and I mean, even then it wasn't acceptable. It was never acceptable for me to be told that I had more roles than a bakery in front of a class of students. But the fact that no one said anything, no one was my advocate, and I didn't even advocate for myself is ludicrous. And I think that's, that would not fly now. I I just can't believe that that was said. I don't think that that would fly now in an institution where you're actually learning and developing and you're paying to be there at a college. And that's being said to you. Can you tell I'm frustrated by it? (laughs) Can you tell it's like, oh, it's awful. 
it's awful and it should never have happened, but it did. And those words sat with me for years and years and years and probably subconsciously still do. You know, that's the impact. Um, gosh, and it happens in so many ways. You know, this is a thing we can't control all the elements as parents or as teachers or studio owners or, you know, producers. We can't control the elements of what's going to be said to them in their personal relationships, at school, behind closed doors. Um, you know, I once had a boy say to me, oh, you've, you've got a pretty face, but pity about the body. Again, I wasn't even... <laughs> I mean, who cares what he thinks? He, yeah. This was when I was like 14 years old. That was said to me. Um, and that was a boy that said it to me that I liked. So, you know, um, people can be cruel. Kids can be cruel. Teenagers can be cruel. And it took me a lot of work to get over those issues. Um, and I'm still doing it. I'm still doing it. I'm trying to accept my body and I, and I think we can all relate to that at some level, at some point in our lives. So anyway, look, I hope today has inspired thought again. Um, I hope that it may inspire some thought around the culture that you're providing in your workplace, in your creative space, in your studio, wherever you, you know, wherever you facilitate your programming. I hope that this conversation has helped. Um, and if anything, maybe it's just let you know that you're not alone. Like, you know, we, even as grown ass humans, we can have these thoughts, you know, I'm, I'm pushing 40 in January and, um, I actually feel good about that. I'm not concerned about being 40. You know, people get freak out when they get older. I, I don't quite understand that concept. Um, it doesn't bother me getting older at all. I've actually feel so much more at ease being older than I did when I was younger. So for me, it's just the coming of age is, is not, is not so much an issue, but, um, but yeah, I think that it's something that we can all think about and work towards improving and accepting ourselves and the people around us that little bit more. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. And again, DM me with any stories. I'd love to, you know, connect with you on a personal level and really chat with my audience. Um, you can always find me on Instagram, Josephine Langcuba. And yeah, let's, let's talk. Let's just have a conversation. I would love that. All right. Take care, everyone. Bye. If you enjoyed listening and would like to hear more, be sure to click subscribe. If you're really feeling the love, share us with your friends. To work with me or to simply find out more about the magic of creativity, arts and business, head to my website, josephinelancuba.com and you can find me on socials. I also have a book that I've co-written with a bunch of amazing entrepreneurial women called The Women Changing the World and you can grab a copy of that at josephinelancuba.com forward slash books. Thanks for listening.